At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. We're ready to roll. Two days away, or actually one day away, from the beginning of week 18 in the National Football League. Ben Wilson is here. We're we're doing the uh we're doing the Bet Center Redux here on a Friday on a numbers game. Rolls reverse, though, Ben. But Be- Veasan Bet Center, outstanding show. Yes. And it is an absolute honor to be uh, on the show, Jeff. It's been uh, I have not been on since last summer when Gil and I were discussing a potential Novak Djokovic legacy, where he do have won the U.S. Open last year, and that is a bit of an ironic conversation now, <laughs> given the la- the past seventy two hours of uh, of activity down under. No, Novak Djokovic still in. Uh... Still has not been cleared to enter the country in in Australia. That is, is that correct? correct. That is correct. Yeah, that, yes. uh, that's uh, that's going to be a full on odyssey uh, over the next week or so uh, to two weeks away from them starting in uh, in Melbourne uh, for the Australian Open in 2022. We have a fun show for everyone today. Tim Murray, the host of the Nightcap, him and Sean King of tour, of course, do a great job at 10 o'clock Eastern Monday through Friday. He'll be with us uh, in the next segment. Bill Connolly. Of ESPN, of course, the creator of SP Plus. We'll get his breakdown on the championship game on Monday in Indianapolis. And of course, slow jamming with Vinny coming your way as always at 11:30 Eastern Time. But let's dive right in, Ben. And and I'm happy to have you along because we can we can talk out what we we normally would do on Vison's Bet Center with these games, since uh I'll be on point spread Saturday tomorrow. You'll have Adam Burke tomorrow on Bet Center uh starting at nine o'clock tomorrow night. Uh Ben 
the first game of, the, of this week, and we talked to Stephen Bond and I talked about it yesterday a little bit. And from the end of the show yesterday to today, we've seen this number hop. It was mostly 10, 10 and a half at most. Now we're starting to see the 11s and the 11 and a halves pop on the Kansas City Chiefs, who, of course, are on the road at Denver tomorrow night. Uh, make it tomorrow afternoon, a 4.30 Eastern kick there in Denver, 2.30 local time at mile high. Total 45 here, up from 43 and a half. And as we talked about yesterday, a game that Kansas City needs to have to at least stay alive in the race for the number one seed. Of course, they would need a lot of help. That help being the Houston Texans sweeping the Tennessee Titans for the season with a second win against them on Sunday. Texans, of course, a 10-point underdog. Ben, where would the point be that you would consider having to buy back on Denver? I don't think we're there yet. I would be in the camp that I wouldn't be shocked if this thing gets, we're at 11 and a half right now. This is a standalone game with no college football tomorrow and only really college basketball games tomorrow going before this. Kansas City get, can get to 13 pretty easily. Is that where the buyback is? That that I would still consider laying Kansas City all the way up to 13, 13 and a half. I understand why someone looked to play Denver here, but Denver just seems like a dead team with a quarterback that has really looked terrible in his two starts uh, in Drew Locke, who, of course, will be getting the ball again with Bridgewater still not out of concussion protocol yet. It wouldn't surprise me to see this get to 14, Jeff, in all, in all honesty. Yeah. And right, like, right now, first half line is you're, you're sitting at six and a half, pretty heavy juice to KC. Like, if there, if there is something you're, you're trying to pounce on before the, the steam here just gets out of hand, Jeff, that might be it. And this is one of those weeks where we talk about first half betting. It's like the only week where there is actually any value to be had there. But that, like that first half line, Jeff, is probably going to be at least seven and a half, I would think. And we've seen how these are, these are juiced. It's not an exact half and half correlation because people understand, like, you get a big lead if you're KC, you can rest some guys. Uh, but I, I am curious, though, how different this will be from Andy Reid's perspective, the fact that it, it is a standalone game. It is not a situation where you, you, could, you could sort of scoreboard watch along with the Tennessee-Houston game, and if Tennessee's up big, you just, you just rest the guys. So I, to me, that is why for betters there's going to be, I would say, a little bit less uh, concern about having to lay a double-digit number on the road just because like, it's got to be a 60-minute effort here. You know, well, that's the biggest thing. That's what helped with the scheduling of this game being on Saturday, Ben, is that exactly what you said. Kansas City has to play this straight up. Unless if you get a scenario, the only way that I wouldn't see them playing it straight up would be an unfortunate scenario where some important player gets hurt early in the game and Andy Reid and company are like, you know what? Even if we fall to the three seed, who cares? We can go on the road. And Even though, again, they haven't had to go on the road during this run with Mahomes. All of their games, all six of them, have been at Arrowhead Stadium in the AFC playoffs. But there is a little bit of a comfort of, be, of being in the playoffs in the past but I, I'm with you. I, unless if there's some sort of big injury early, I don't anticipate Kansas City sitting their guys at any point until this game is already decided, which would mean up three scores. You're good on 11 if you're up three scores in the fourth quarter, more likely than not against that offense that has really struggled since Locke has been put into the lineup. Again, the peak of the market right now, Circa and uh, Winbed right now, the peak of the market at 11 and a half. Uh, along with DraftKings as well, all at 11 and a half. MGM, the only 10 and a half in the market right now. So if you want Kansas City, MGM is where you want to be betting 
uh, the Kansas City and Denver game if you want the Chiefs. And if you want the Broncos, wait till the last possible moment. Don't bother with – don't bet it now because you're just going to end up with a number that probably isn't isn't particularly good where it closes. So just wait it out. Twelve. Uh, 13's the but 13 I would consider you would probably look to bet Denver there. I don't know if it gets to 14 like you said Ben, but 13, yeah, I think 13 is is a definite landing spot potentially for this game. The night game is really look, you don't really know what to do with the night game at this point tomorrow night. You don't know. Philadelphia and the, and the Cowboys open Dallas 3, then all the way to Dallas 7 and a half was the peak. Now you see a consensus of Dallas 5 after it dipped back to 4 yesterday for a little bit. That was where the buy spot was again on Dallas. We mentioned yesterday Dallas, it looked like they might have been on the cusp of a COVID-19 outbreak. We saw Tyron Smith go on the list yesterday. We saw Anthony Brown go on the list yesterday. Micah Parsons went on on Wednesday. And And for the Eagles, they had a whole host of players thrown on the COVID list on Monday. And it is an Eagle team that we don't know what they're going to do. They're in the playoffs. We know they're in. It's just a matter of will, there be the, will they be the six or will they be the seven? There's no difference between the six and the seven seed for them. Because more than likely, Ben, the way that this breaks down this week, regardless of what Philadelphia does here, and regardless of what happens around them, it is highly unlikely that Philly finds an opponent that isn't Tampa Bay. Just the way that it breaks down. If Philly, regardless of Philly's result and San Francisco loses to the Rams, doesn't matter what happens around them. Philadelphia will get the six and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers more than likely will get the three. If the 49ers win against the Rams, the Bucs would slide to two. Philly would fall to seven. So regardless of where you're going here, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia is likely going to be your first round matchup. If I'm Sirianni, I'm sitting the guys. I wouldn't bother. I, I maybe play Hurts for a quarter at most. You know Minshew is capable. So if you have to play Minshew for a whole game, maybe if Dallas doesn't give a full effort, you could steal this game. If you're Philadelphia and you at least give Minshew some more confidence and also, too, you build Minshew's value up because the one-star Minshew had this year, Minshew was awesome against the New York Jets. Granted, the terrible defense that he, he put up the big numbers against. But I would, I would probably, if, if I'm Philly, I would look to play my starters a quarter and then go with Minshew and the backups offensively, which makes this really an unbettable game for me, even with the number on Dallas coming down to five. I'm not certain what Dallas is going to do because, of course, we know uh, they're pretty much locked into the four seed at this point. We could have the best backup matchup in NFL history. Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush versus Gardner <laughs> Minshew. I almost want, like, and if it wasn't for Philadelphia having nine starters on the COVID list, Jeff, I would, I'd almost be expecting them to be like in a pick'em or lay, you know laying one in a spot like that, just because as you like th- from the Dallas side of it. I mean, we did, you know, we did, we did the whole, like, what's the actual probability of Dallas moving up? Their, their actual odds, like, if you did a money line parlay of all the outcomes they need to move to the two seed, are about 53 to 1. Like, that's not happening for Dallas. The odds of them moving to the three seed are about 14 to 1. So, still, there's, there's really no incentive here. Uh, so, I'm, I'm with you on that. But I'm, I am, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of tempted just to make a very small bet, like, on a Philly money line play. Because, like, I don't, I'm not really sure... 
this is one of those games where, as you mentioned, with the way the market is so haywire here, and I would, you know, I certainly optimistically would hope if you're going to you know, play with the Eagles here, you, you got to have to think that they get to at least some, if not all, those nine starters back off the COVID list. But, like, does the number really matter in a game like this, Jeff, when it's like, I mean, this could be Dallas five when we get to kick. Hey, this could be Philly, like, two when we get to kick. I mean, it really, there are so many different outcomes here that I'm almost, I'm almost willing to say, like, unless it just, I don't see it going further up to Dallas' side. Like, it's not going to get this Dallas Seven, I don't think. Not again. I don't think. Not again. Like we already saw it in, earlier in the week. Again, the, for it's a normal. It's a normal final week of the season, which you already have a lot of unknown factors anyway. When you're dealing, especially with two teams that are clinched, Dallas, like you said, would be massive parlays to move them up in order to get out of the four seed in Philadelphia. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter what they do. It depends on what happens around them for their seating if they're going to move up to six or stay at number seven. So, I, I it, in this scenario, you kind of just would look to take the points. And I think five is probably your peak of where you're looking out for this Week 18 matchup. I, I the Saturday games, Ben. Kansas City's the only one that's bettable, even as the number goes up. You're start, it's starting to get harder at 11.5. If you can find that 10.5 at MGM, if you can get that 11, even though you're not getting the best of numbers, still not bad for me on Kansas City. Dallas and Philly, the only thing I look to do is bet an under. But look, if it's Gardner Minshew against Dallas's second-string defense, you would imagine that Minshew and company would be able to move the ball. So I, and that's, that late game is really complicated from a betting perspective, unlike the first game, which... Think you, I think Kansas City, even at the bigger number, still would be the side I'd look to. Probably up to 13 would be the buyback on the Denver Broncos. Tim Murray, he hosts the nightcap here on VEASAN. He's going to be joining us next as we look at Tim's plays for Week 18 in the National Football League here on a numbers game on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's football season, and it's time to download the BetMGM Sports app. 
It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, and BetMGM has you covered with your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. Gil's back Monday. I'm happy to have Gil back. And now with us, though, he hosts the nightcap here on VSIN, 10 o'clock Eastern time, start time, Monday through Friday. He hosted with Sean King, who uh, Tim Murray with us now. Tim. Sean, earlier this week, put on one of the the greatest on-air mushes in the history of the network to your great producer, Aaron Oster. Has Sean apologized to Aaron yet for that all-time mush? Well, he he didn't fully understand, uh, you know, what he was doing. And I I just kind of stared at him. Uh, If anyone saw the entire clip, you know, we got the two-minute clip there up on, on social media. But... You know, if anyone remembers that game, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Iowa State is walking down to the free throw line. They were, you know, they closed five and a half. A lot of people got in at four and a half after all the COVID news. And he's like, you're good. You're good, Aaron. And I'm, I just look at him thinking like, what have you done? Why would you do that? And then he tried to flip it on me in, in classic Sean style, Jeff, and say, you know, you predicted it. You know, you put it out there. I'm like, I'm just I, I'm just I know how these things work. And, you know, I will say this uh, about that game. And uh, it wasn't like an all time bad beat because Texas Tech was actually probably the right side the majority of the night. But just the way that it happened with the half court or the, you know, 35 footer banking in and just I mean, for me, look, I didn't lose a bet. Aaron did, my producer, our producer. So that that kind of made it a little bit better. But, you know, we're all in the entertainment business, Jeff, and we got to entertain people. No, it, it was very entertaining. And, and, and of course, uh, for, for folks that may not know the scenario, it was Wednesday night, Iowa State beats Texas Tech 51-47. Texas Tech throws in, like Tim said, this ugly-looking bank shot from about 40 feet at the buzzer to get within the number. Uh, just just absolutely brutal on those late numbers. Of course, that was a big mover because of Texas Tech COVID issues. But yeah. go check out the clip if you haven't seen it on social. It was, it's definitely <laughs> worth your time. Add VSIM Live on the tweets. Uh, but, Tim, uh, look, it's, uh, it's week 18 in the NFL, which, of course, uh, like the old week 17, you get a lot of weird things going into the final week of the season with teams that are out of it, teams that are in it, and they can't really move in playoff scenarios. And, of course, teams that need to win it in, and that's like the 49ers and the Titans need a win to get the one seed. But how do you usually handle the final week of the NFL season from a betting perspective for yourself? You know, it's funny, Jeff, and we've been talking about this on our show, and obviously you guys have been doing the same here. Um, you know, for me, I'm not a big player prop guy. I know we've got you know plenty of people on the network who love the player props. I feel like almost that's the way to go. Um, you know, certainly an angle that has been discussed is the incentive angle. Um, you know, Stefan Diggs being one of the maybe maybe the most uh, notable of this week that he needs six catches to get one point five five million dollars. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, I think, needs 
think it's seven receptions to get a bonus of like a half a million dollars. So these are, you know, those are things that to, to keep an eye on. And I, I would think Gronk might be the best way to go uh, because there's no way that his over under in receptions is going to be higher than like four and a half. Stefan Diggs, I think you could see a six and a half out there because he's gone over six receptions, I believe, nine times this year. So, uh, you know, there there will be some inflation. But as for games, man, it is it is really challenging. I mean, there are games that you can normally handicap, so to speak, Chargers, Raiders, for the most part, unless we get the uh, doomsday scenario, right, of what is it? If Jacksonville wins and Pittsburgh wins, I think we can get the kneel down fest. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I think ultimately I, I, I have a hunch that Indianapolis will take care of Jacksonville. You know, the, the game that's fascinating to me is San Francisco and, and, and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these teams have something to play for the Rams trying to lock up the division. San Francisco obviously needs to win to get into the postseason. Uh, they win or a new Orleans loss, new Orleans, uh, I think is could be in trouble this week in Atlanta. But I, I do like the 49ers. I know we're waiting to see what's going to happen with Jimmy G. There's still a couple four-and-a-halves out there, but you certainly see the market move with the Niners a little bit. Uh, I think this opened five-and-a-half, Jeff, and has come down to four-and-a-half. Some fours out there where you sit it's at the South Point's a four, Circa's a four. So if you can grab a four-and-a-half, I, I think San Francisco is certainly capable of, of maybe winning the game but certainly keeping that game close. Uh, with a total of 44 and a half. Yeah, the Niners are, like you said, open six and a half even, Tim, and there is some four and a half out there still. So plenty available. So make sure you get the best of the number if you like the Niners still with four and a half out there. Again, the Niners win. They're in. The Rams win. They clinch the NFC West. Uh, so a little incentive on both sides for this Week 18 matchup. And, and Tim, this is that's good because there are, like you said, no. it's just, it just a, a really difficult card where you have a whole bunch of teams that are really either sitting their starters or have nothing to play for this week. Yeah, and the Chargers-Raiders game, I, you know, we had Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal on the show last night, and, you know, I, I go back and forth because you, you dive into the Raiders a little bit here, Jeff, and, and how have they gotten here these last couple of games? You know, they, they, they beat the Browns when they were dealing with all of the COVID issues there. Uh, they struggled against the Broncos and drew Locke, but they got it done. Um, and then, you know, last week was impressive. They were able to beat the Colts, you know, the throw to Hunter Renfro, uh, anyone who had the Colts in a teaser uh, down to two was, uh, was screaming and cursing. Uh, that that pass was ultimately completed because uh, you you could have maybe got overtime and won that game, but I just don't know what to make of the Raiders. I think talent wise, certainly the Chargers, uh, you would think of the superior team, but I think I think Allegiant Stadium is going to be rocking, you know, come Sunday night. And I know that for the most part, Jeff, it's kind of been a weird situation, right, where the Bears come in, the Chiefs. Washington, Philadelphia, et cetera. They're, you know, people are buying up tickets on the secondary market. I mean, the Chargers don't have any fans. I mean, they're not they're not coming in there and they're gonna make this place a raucous atmosphere. I, I think I think we're gonna be surprised about the atmosphere come Sunday night. And with everything that's gone on with the Raiders this year, I, I do think there's there's a live nature to the Raiders at home. Uh, on Sunday night against the Chargers. I do agree with you on the crowd, Tim. I, I think that it will be the 
the most looking like a pure Raider home game since the opener against the Ravens, where even though that's a fan base that travels, that was 95% Raider fans that night, and I think we're going to get that on Sunday night. That's a game I'm going to wait and see what happens uh, through Sunday before figuring out what to do with that game. uh, As, of course, that's uh, game 272, winner more than likely is win it in scenario. Of course, we get that wacky tie scenario if uh, craziness happens early in the day. Yeah. Tim Murray with us right now. He hosts a nightcap here on VSIN, 10 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Uh, Tim, of course, you're a big college football guy. We have about two minutes here. Monday night, Indianapolis, Georgia laying three against Alabama. What way are you looking right now? Jeff, you know me all too well. You know which way I'm going. I'm going Georgia. <laughs> um, yep. The, the public's all over Alabama. I get it. Uh, I, I'm going to, you know, it's it's Monday night on the nightcap. I'm either going to be dancing and, and, you know, tooting my horn, or I'm going to be sitting there with my hand, my head in my hand saying, what kind of idiot would bet against Nick Saban as a dog? Because he is, uh, I believe he's either five and one or six and one outright as a dog, uh, debatable of closing numbers, but whatever, he wins as dogs. And it happened recently in the SEC championship game. You know, one thing I did look back at, Jeff, was, you know, beating a team in the same season is, is just hard to do. It's cliche. You might say it's a little bit lazy narrative, which I it's fair, I guess. But I went back and looked at bowl games um, historically and teams that, get a rematch, win those games. Now, you could point to the, maybe the most recent uh, uh, you know, possibility of this, and that's Utah and Oregon, right? They met twice this year, and Utah pummeled them both times. But you know, I think these two teams are evenly matched. Um, you know, I think the loss of John Mechie will be, uh, will be substantial there for Alabama. I mean, the worry for me backing Georgia in this spot, Jeff, is – Alabama has the better quarterback and Alabama has the better coach. And that's usually a recipe for victories. Uh, but I don't think Alabama is going to be able to do what they did against Cincinnati. And they're not going to be able to run the ball down their throat. I do anticipate some adjustments made. So uh, I'm hoping for a two and a half. Uh, I think there's so much money line liability on Alabama that you might get a cheaper money line price on Georgia. So I'm going to wait and ultimately fire probably money line Georgia. There you go. Tim Murray likes Georgia on Monday night in the national championship game. Get Tim on the tweets at one Tim Murray. Of course, him and Sean King do a great job on the nightcap Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Tim, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us this morning. See you, Jeff. Coming up next, Ben Wilson and I look at the teasers for week 18 in the National Football League next on a numbers game. has a new great offer to help you make this year your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today it is a numbers game here on vcin i'm jeff parles ben wilson in my usual chair gil alexander back monday bill Connolly of espn is going to be with us in 15 minutes time to give the analytically based 
review of what will, or preview, I should say, of the national title game on Monday in Indianapolis. Ben, uh, this is for teasers this week. Going through this, there is, as of right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down to two is a traditional Stanford long. Other than that, you're you're basically looking at you're you're looking at I guess I guess Washington when they get Washington this, technically will Washington, probably count Washington at some point. Washington will count uh, by that game probably kicks I got to imagine that's going to close north of seven, but the rest of this is really you're looking at total non traditional legs, or you're looking at legs that you you push down into essentially being money lines this week. It is a pretty brutal teaser week nonetheless. And and I guess I'll start with Tampa Bay here, Ben. If they play their guys, right now you're seeing eight as is, is, is the market full here. South Point with, or excuse me, Circa, I should say, with a, a low nine. Everyone else has eight or eight and a half. If Tampa plays their guys, that is by far the best teaser leg this week. End of story on that. Makes it very easy just because we've seen Carolina basically turn into this dead team over the last six weeks. Tampa destroyed them with basically no one two weeks ago in Charlotte, and they get them again here where I know Tampa Tampa would need a lot of help to, to move to the two. Granted, that help would be just San Francisco, actually, but there's no difference in their first-round opponent. It's going to be Philadelphia regardless of result in all likelihood. That's why even if like even if Arians comes out and says we're playing our guys, like I don't I don't trust that at all. You really think with no buy they're he's they're gonna play a, a full game? Like I would I would have zero confidence, Jeff, in that happening. Uh, if anything, I mean Washington would be like if you're comparing the two, to me, Washington is is the slam dunk, even on the road, <laughs> even going to MetLife, which just tells you the state of the New York Giants right now. Like that is a I mean, you talk about the teams that are in that dead dog category right oh, now. Oh my goodness. I mean the New York like the New York Giants the, are in in, in other stratosphere. No, well look you we were talking about this with Will Hill yesterday. Of course Will Hill hosts the New York City cast for 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 us here at Vison. The Giants at this point Ben since Daniel Jones and they were look they were they weren't good by any stretch with Daniel Jones but they at least were a competitive National Football League team with Daniel Jones. They beat the they beat the Raiders, they beat the Eagles. Legitimately, that loss to the Giants is what's holding the Raiders out of the postseason right now. But since that win against Philadelphia, the Giants' offense has been so painfully inept. The only game they've scored multiple touchdowns in was that Charger game, and two of them were after the game it was a thirty point game basically when they scored two touchdowns to make it a window dressing thirty seven twenty one loss. Other than that, this offense has been so pathetic. And Jake Fromm's going to get the start because Glennon is hurt. And I don't care if Glennon is hurt or not. Jake Fromm, is, even with how awful he was in that first half against Philadelphia, has, has to, with a full week of practice, be a little bit better than what we saw out of Glennon. But I am, I am with you on that, that the Washington football team, even though they are on the road, eliminated from contention, there were question marks this week of, is, Ty, is Taylor Heineke even going to be the starting quarterback this week? That was on the on the on the board as a potential question that maybe Kyle Allen gets the start for the Washington football team. No, Heineke's going to play. 
Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Tease it down to one, throw Washington with Tampa. I guess that's the way you probably have to operate this week if you're going with your favorites teaser here. And 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 look, uh, money line wise, get it up the. Just see what what you're paying what you're paying out on that. If you can get a better payout money line wise, go ahead and just do that with one down to one and down to two. But Ben, I, I'm with you. Washington is probably the way you look at it this week just because of how bad the Giants have looked, which probably means the Giants will put together a reasonable effort to make that game tight at least, no, make look, you sweat. The, the fact that Kendall Hinton put up a higher QBR in that the Saturday Glennon. massacre last year <laughs> against the Saints than Mike Glennon managed to do, and that Glennon was about five times better than what we saw out of Jake Fromm in his one appearance to start Gl- that we're going to get, uh, you know. Gl- Glennon, Glennon went full Blutarski. I, he, he did. 0.0. That was, a, it was a great, that was a great Line by you here, Jeff, on uh, on, on Monday. Uh, the only th- Could we see the Daniel Snyder come in and say, because Ty- Taylor Heineke needs, I think, 70% of the snaps to get, like, a – I think he needs to activate. That's like a $550,000 uh-huh. bonus. At, I know like, where you're going here. You know, mid-third quarter, and Dan Snyder makes, you know, picks up the red telephone from the uh, press box and is like, all right, Ron. Time time to put Kyle Allen. Get him out of here. Get time to put <laughs> Kyle Allen so I don't have to pay yeah. him. No, look uh, – Look, any, any, anything is possible with Daniel Snyder. You know, you know that, Ben. So, uh, but, but just looking at the rest of this, like you're looking at, all right, well, let's have some fun here. You're looking at Cleveland right now where they were an underdog for the bulk of the week. And now, of course, with no Burrow uh, for the Bengals, and I would imagine no Jamar Chase when this is all said and done. He technically teased the Browns to a pick or minus a half. I wouldn't bother with that. It's one where you're technically not going through zero. New England, six and a half or six against Miami. I Ben, I don't know about you on this New England Miami game. It's either going. I, I I don't think the spread is going to matter for the outright winner here. I either think New England rolls or Miami wins one of those smoke and mirror games that cost New England the five seed. Of course, you remember Week One, Mac Jones's first career start. Miami went to Foxborough and won that game despite a pretty mediocre two a tongue of I lower performance, 1917. That, of course, was a game where New England was going in for the win and Damian Harris fumbled. Another smoke and mirror thing for Miami. I don't think, look, I know it's weird to say about a six and a half point spread, but I just think if New England's going to win that game, they're going to cover the number and win comfortably, or they're going to mess around and Miami's going to pull this thing out outright. And tickets of eight eight and a half under on the win total are going to really be ticked off with being only ahead one ahead with a one and seven record for Miami and somehow managing to lose that if the Dolphins win. Uh, but look, uh, it, it is not the greatest of teaser weeks, of course. Also, too, you technically have Arizona down from six and a half to a half as well. If you want, do you trust Arizona actually win that game? I do tepidly. So like <laughs> I, I play week 18 and you talked about it with Tim. I play week 18 so much differently than one through seven. You have, you, to. You, you have to my, so I did this last year where I'm not like a big parlay guy. And I basically did that last year where three outcomes that I really, really liked, which were all tied into that. You, as we remember the Washington, Philadelphia epic game 256 last year, Jeff, where uh, with the playoff spot on the line, Philadelphia, uh, basically the, the Doug Peterson 
uh, you know, benching his guys for no apparent reason in in a game. Uh, well, that, you had to have to evaluate Nate Sudfeld <laughs> still. Or, yes, they had to evaluate Nate Sudfeld. So I'm doing a, a similar thing this week, although I, I didn't want to play the Sunday night game because that, to me, t- total coin flip where I – but I did throw in Arizona in a money line parlay with, okay. the, with the three ginormous – Favorites that all have to win to clinch something with the Indianapolis, Buffalo, uh, and and uh, and uh, Tennessee results. There's so many p- teams in this money line parlay, Jeff. It's hard to it's hard to keep track of it. So I, but I do tr- because those like those three first offer like you know it's down to like minus two fifty. You can't really just parlay those three together because that's a massive minus price. I mean, you could theoretically yeah, could uh, but... bringing Arizona into it brings that down to basically even money. So that was what I played this week. Just your classic 14 money line parlay that I don't think you're talking about most weeks. Uh, so that is my thought there was for uh, on the Arizona side of it. Uh, it's, it's more of the, the fade on Seattle here where we saw them uh, yeah put up the 50 plus Russell Wilson. Could it be his last game in Seattle? I think it probably will, uh, will be. And uh, you know, you have a Seattle defense too. Let's, let's keep in mind. You know, they, they just, got to face uh, Tim Boyle at home last week, Jeff, but they, they have been a team with not a whole lot of depth. And without, you know, as soon as you lose, like, you know, you, you have like a Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams duo that really anchors that whole defense. As soon as you lose one guy, you know, you saw some of the str- struggles without Adams. Oh, yeah. And then it's, now you lose Wagner, likely. Now, Wagner, technically doubtful, not ruled out for this game. But really, the two heart of, hearts of, and souls of your defense here are gone, Jeff. And to me, an Arizona offense that finally got a little bit of, of rhythm last week and, and is starting now to figure out, Jeff, I'm not sure how it'll translate into the playoffs, but how to play without DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. That at least to me gives me confidence in this Arizona offense being able to to put up points, even if there's question marks there at the running back spot. Arizona wins and the 49ers win. The Cardinals would, after controlling the NFC West the whole year, only to lose the lead these last few weeks, would backdoor their way to an NFC West championship if those two results happen, which not impossible. I still think the Rams actually finally beat Shanahan and the Niners on Sunday to eliminate San Francisco, but We'll see. Wonky week, week 18 is in the National Football League. Bill Connolly of ESPN, of course, the SP Plus creator, with us next to preview the National Championship game on a numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the College Football National Championship. Simply place a $10 money line wager on the game, and if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet and enjoy the college championship like you never have before and earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to betmgm.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200. That's V-S-I-N-200 to win $200 in free bets if either team scores a touchdown in the national championship game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Free bets expire seven days after I- after issuance and rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. And the promotional offer not available in Mississippi nor Nevada. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. And now with us, he created SP+. Plus. He's a writer for ESPN on college football. It is Bill Connolly with us right now. And Bill... Perfect read to bring you in on, because of course, to bring you in on, because of course, national championship game on Monday, Georgia and Bama. We saw this matchup in Atlanta a month ago. Bama (laughs) hammered Georgia. Now we see Georgia open two and a half, up to three point favorites with a total of 52 on Monday. What are the numbers saying for you? Um, They lean Georgia because they don't, you know. They don't know the history of this matchup necessarily, and and it certainly doesn't fill you with confidence. But yeah, it's more like Georgia, you know, four, four and a half, something in that range, and then, you know, leans over as well, which kind of conflicts me a little bit because I do feel like, you know, the way this matchup takes shape, Georgia's probably a little more likely to win a lower scoring game and Alabama is more likely to, to win a track meet. So, you know, Georgia and under Alabama and over, apparently my SP plus ratings are splitting the difference. No, that's interesting because you and I were talking about this off the air before we hopped on here. You and I are kind of in the same camp here because with with, with my eyes at least, if Georgia's going to win this game, this feels like this is going to be 24-20, 21-13, something along those lines. Where bat, like those low-scoring games where Bama's offensive line was in a rut in the middle of SEC play. And if Bama's going to win, it's going to look pretty similar to what we saw in Atlanta where Georgia's secondary just can't cover Alabama's wide receivers. Of course, the big difference in this one, no John Mechie, as we know. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because Georgia's offense on paper has easily been one of the best in the country. Um, But there's this thing, this very small sample issue that we've seen over the last two years where, you know, the only time their offense struggles is when they have to keep up with, you know, in a track meet against an elite offense. And that's where Stetson Bennett kind of bails on the short passes, excuse me, pushes the issue a little bit, starts throwing picks, starts making mistakes. And and the the thing kind of snowballs on them a little bit. So, if that, that's the most interesting part. They they can keep up. They have a very good offense. Brock Bowers is an absolute cheat code on mm-hmm. second and long on first down. Um, you know, he lines up on the left. Chances are he's about to catch a pass 15 yards downfield. Um, there are a lot of benefits and a lot of matchup advantages Georgia has. It's just when the last two games play out pretty much exactly the same, it's it's hard to to convince yourself that maybe uh, <laughs> that Georgia being favored is uh, is the right thing. Bill, did anything shift off of those uh, semifinal performances of what it would have looked like two weeks ago? Because, look, uh, the Alabama game, it just it just felt like, well, Cincinnati doesn't have the offense to play with us. We're just going to play conservatively and win comfortably, which is exactly what they did. And 
Georgia was obviously a, a little bit ticked off off their loss against Alabama, where if you had a Michigan ticket, you knew within about 90 seconds, oh, we have the wrong side in this one. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the two things, number one, it was a nice reminder that Georgia really was the best team in the yes. country for the first 12 games of the season. They, um, you know, Mich- Michigan didn't have a single matchup advantage they could lean on. And, and you know, that's a very good team. They just, they got pushed around because they couldn't win any individual battles hardly. Uh, and on the Alabama Cincy side, I think it was a reminder that Alabama doesn't always protect Bryce Young very well. Um, obviously, Cincinnati really, really wanted to stop the pass. The, any RPOs, they were saying, you know, we want you to read run. We'll take a six-yard run. Now, sometimes that became an eight or 10 or 15-yard run. I'm sure they ran the ball better than Cincinnati expected them to. But it's still, they were able to keep the game kind of within range for a little while by just ganging up against the pass and forcing field goals. But like you said, in the end, the Alabama def- defensive front was just too much for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They couldn't protect um, Desmond Ritter nearly enough, and the game got away from them because they couldn't score. So it was a reminder that Alabama's offense is a little bit dicey from time to time, especially in pass protection. But it was also a reminder that Alabama's defense has been just about as good as Georgia's, I think, over the last half of the season. And, uh, you know, that's that's not a new trend that's been going on for a little while. Bill Connolly with us right now here on a numbers game. Of course, get him on the tweets at ESPN underscore Bill C. Bill, there is another national championship game tomorrow, and you wrote a piece on ESPN uh, that came out this morning, and that is the FCS championship game, which, look, if you want a full day of football tomorrow, that's your beginning of your three-team parlay with the two NFL games tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, Montana State and North Dakota State, uh, of course, North Dakota State has been this dynasty at the FCS level. Last year, of course, they actually weren't even in the final. South Dakota State won the title uh, in that one. But, uh, uh, excuse me, Sam Houston State. South Sam Dakota Houston, State. Yeah. yeah, excuse me, Sam Houston State stunned South Dakota State in that final last year in the final minute to uh, win their title. The uh, Bearcats did. Uh, but uh, right now, North Dakota State is seven-and-a-half-point favorite at Ben MGM against Montana State with a total of 41 and a half. A little bit different here because, of course, uh, the number one seeded, uh, the number one seed, the uh, defending champs, uh, Sam Houston State, went out early in this bracket this year. Yeah, I mean, Montana State, you know, basically handed the reins to a freshman quarterback in the first round of the playoff or their first game of the playoffs uh, and then proceeded to stomp both of the teams that made the finals last year, Sam Houston and South Dakota State. It's really I mean, seven and a half makes sense to me for North Dakota State. My SP Plus ratings actually have it more like 9.7, I think, uh, something like a 24 to 14 kind of game, but they don't take into account the change that happened when Tommy Malott took over in the playoffs. That He's been incredible on the ground. Um, they should have their starting running back healthy again, and he's been really effective in you know the deep passing off of that run game as well. So it's really opened things up for them. It's just now North Dakota State's had almost a month to study, and there's not going to be an element of surprise here. And you know it'll be very interesting to see if Montana State can come anywhere close to moving the football like they had uh, in the last two rounds of the playoffs. If they do, this is a dead even game. I mean, this is uh, the defenses are both fantastic, the run defenses especially. Uh, but it's it's hard to think about North Dakota State studying a freshman quarterback for a month and not developing some advantages from that. Bill, would this uh, based off what you're saying, would this be a, a, an under game even with a low total of 42? Uh, yeah, like I mean, I think what is SP plus something like a 39 points right now. So not a humongous yeah. uh, difference there. So maybe Malat is good for an extra three points, and that that evens it up. But it would kind of lean. Like, it would surprise nobody if this was North Dakota State and under right here. 
Yeah, no, that, that even though that's uh, not the way you usually look if you're looking correlate to parlay, but hey, uh, uh, again, watching Montana State in these in these playoff games, it just again, it's fascinating. Hand, hand the reins <laughs> to a, a quarterback that basically never taken any snaps, and then all of a sudden yep. you're playing for a title game in Frisco tomorrow. Of course, noon Eastern kick uh, for that one. Starting your uh, your day of a of football uh, of a football parlay, if you want to do that uh, tomorrow, Bill. Uh, before we go. Uh, Obviously, it's been a pretty active week, uh, college uh, college football wise, transfer portal wise, because Caleb <laughs> Williams uh, announces he's in the portal, and then two hours later, uh, Dylan Gabriel's a Sooner. Uh, but Bill, I, I guess this is just for your num- making your numbers moving forward. This could be very difficult for you making your numbers really before the end of July at this right. point moving forward because of the transfer yeah, portal. I mean- yeah, we'll have our, you know, early February preseason projections as normal. But, yeah, obviously um, there are a lot of things we won't know in early February that uh, those those end of, of offseason numbers might change a decent amount. But, I mean, it is what it is. That's, that's you know, I, I don't think I have it all that hard when it comes down to it. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll live with whatever. He's Bill Connolly, of course. Uh, go, go to ESPN right now. Go, go find his preview of the FCS championship. Uh, I'll have a preview as well of the uh, the FBS championship game as well. And, of course, the creator of SP Plus, Bill Connolly, joining us today here on A Numbers Game. Bill, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the game on Monday. Absolutely. Ben, uh, I, I will say this, Ben, uh, for for Monday night, I'm in the same camp of, of Bill on Georgia and Bill's eyes and not Bill's numbers. It really does feel like if Georgia's going to win, completely opposite of what, what the normal correlation would be, it's going to be Georgia and under, and if Bama wins, it's going to be Bama and over. I haven't fully decided what I'm going to do yet, but as of right now, I'm leaning Georgia big time in this game. I just think it was a one-off. A one-off bad performance by that defense against Alabama in the SEC title game. And uh, I'm liking liking what both of the guests have said so far. Tim Murray's strategy to wait, because I imagine Bama will be hit on the money line a whole bunch on Monday night. Probably getting a much better money line. Not much better, but at least a better money line price on Georgia on Monday. And it's going to look Super Bowl-like, where you see the money lines be a little tighter than a traditional game, because people are coming in and betting a dog on the money line. We're going back to Week 18 in the NFL. That's next on a numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.